Welcome to the morning after show. Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. Usually it's the morning after a game. Niners didn't play on Sunday. So it's the morning after other games. It's the morning after Sunday. So it counts. Morning after uh, a good night's sleep. Morning after a good night's sleep. I feel refreshed. I did a, an all-nighter after the Niners game on Thursday, and it wrecked me. Yeah. Wrecked me. But I feel good now. Um, we're going to be talking about what the Niners need to work on down the stretch because it's an interesting position they're in. Three games left clinched a position in the playoffs. You know, each individual game doesn't mean that much, so it's an opportunity to rest certain people or not overuse them and improve on things you need to improve. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, the quarterbacks and John Lynch. But first I want to talk about, like, uh, the Pro Bowl. Let's sit back for a second and appreciate how good the Niners have been. They're one of the best teams in the league. They should have some of the most Pro Bowlers of any team. Can we go through and list how many – excellent players on this team should or you think will make it to the Pro Bowl this year? Will. Sure. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. I'll follow your lead. All right. I'll start with uh, the best player on the team, Nick Bosa. Definitely. No question. He could be the defensive player of the year. He could be the MVP. He's the best player on the best unit in the league. Absolutely. I think Nick And Bosa he's a bargain. He's on a rookie deal. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, you know, it's hard to believe. Sometimes you forget how young he is and that he's still yeah. on a rookie deal as good as he is. Definitely the best player on this team to me uh by far on on the defense he makes everybody around him better he makes the linebackers better the defensive backs look better because of nick bosa he player on the team literally if you take nick bosa out it's a it's a different team i think and uh, mm-hmm. uh absolutely he makes the pro bowl no question they go from probably having you know they have the best defense in the league right now if you take bosa off they have a a, a very good defense a very yeah. good defense, but not the best. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they still might be the best, but I mean, he's just his the pressure that he puts on the quarterback changes everything for the entire yeah. defense. He makes everybody. All right. Who you got next? Uh, next would be um, after Nick Bosa. He's to me the. It's tough, but I, I think Drake Greenlaw is is to me is my favorite. Uh, or my top player after Nick Bosa on this defense. It's, it's a toss-up between him and the, the other linebacker that we'll talk about soon. But Drake Greenlaw, man, and, you know, shout-out to you for for calling it before the season that he would lead the team in tackles. He does. He's killing it. Uh, he's the guy that hurts the, the offense. He's the guy that puts the fear um, in, in the offense. Uh, Drake Greenlaw, to me, definitely pro bowler. I'm glad that you put him second. I would go uh, Fred Warner next. Those two are just devastating in the middle for the Niners. They get sideline to sideline. They're good in coverage. They're good against the run. Uh, yeah. Fred Warner, no-brainer. Those two should both make it. I'm not sure that Greenlaw will because he's not like a household name yet, but he's had some big games on primetime. He should be. Yeah, it's tough. To, uh, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, it's tough for me to figure out who's better, but they're both. They're a good combination. Yeah, together. They're really good. Uh, together so they're both you know Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner unquestioned definite pro bowlers I think if we're going to another player that's unquestionable pro bowler I'd go to the offensive side which would be Christian McCaffrey Um, he's even though he's only been on the team six seven weeks or whatever it's been he's the MVP of the 49ers offense he's changed the 49ers offense tremendously every play goes he gets the touch he gets the ball every time the play is give the ball to Christian break yeah he's he's the offense yeah. Uh, he, made, he made Jimmy better. He's made Grop or Brock Purdy. Um, you know, he's the safety uh, for all these guys. I mean, he has a passing touchdown. He has receiving touchdowns, running touchdowns. He's just doing everything. So Christian McCaffrey, without doubt, should be yeah. a pro bowler. I looked it up. He leads NFC running backs in yards from scrimmage over Saquon Barkley. So he's going to make it. Also, use check makes it by default every year. Uh, yeah. Not that he's a bad player. He's a good player. But it's like he's like running unopposed for student council or something. So use check, of course. <laughs> And then one yeah. more real quick. Uh, well, you can go ahead. I mean, I, I took use check. Go ahead. You go. You go. Yeah, on use check, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, how many fullbacks are out there? But, yeah, he deserves to make it just because there's not many. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Huff, man. I, Huff has been one of the top safeties in the NFL. I, think, I believe he has, what, four receptions now? Uh, you so. know, definitely uh, could be a candidate for, you know, uh, most improved player um, from his previous yeah. year. Uh, he's been he's been great. Now he does have some weaknesses in pass coverage, but when everything True. when 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 everything's in front of him, he's one of the best safeties. Uh, Hold on, so the- he's in 14 games. He's got four picks, two forced fumbles, eight pass breakups, and a touchdown. 
and two quarterback yeah. hits and yeah. 76 tackles. Like, hell yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. he does need to – like, he needs to improve his coverage lapses because, you know, Patrick Mahomes will and has taken advantage. But he's a pro bowler for sure. Yeah. As much as – and I love Huff. He's probably one of my favorite 49ers, honestly, right now. Um, but he's a little scary concerning in the pass coverage uh, against some top-end quarterbacks. So we'll see about him. But I think he's definitely deserving of making the play uh, Pro Bowl. All right, you went back to the defense. I'll stay with the defense. Traverius Ward should be a Pro Bowler. I don't know if he'll make it because I think the Niners, like their defense, uh, the front seven gets all the love. The linebackers and the defensive linemen, I think people think the back end maybe uh, has it easy or I don't know. But I think he's been just as valuable as Hafunga. Hafunga's the playmaker, the high risk, high reward, you know, has a feeling, leaves his zone, but most of the time he's right. Traverius Ward is just a lockdown cornerback. He has yeah. a maybe he has a pick or two, and, and he's, but that's not really what his game is. His game is to just force you to throw somewhere else. Oh, Traverius Ward's on that guy. I'm not going there. And he does that job really well. He's given up a few catches, but nothing big so far this, except for the one against Kansas City late in the game. But he was hurt that game, so essentially he's been lights out this season. Good for Traverius. I think he deserves to make it. Yeah, I think so. I think he's benefited. He's one of the guys I think has benefited. Him and Huff both have benefited yeah. from Bosa. Um, yeah. But regardless, you got to look at what they're doing on the field, and they're doing a great job. Yes. So I agree with yes. that. Um, let me throw a curveball in here. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski, punter. Wow. Okay. Make the uh, case for for Mitch. Man, he's just uh, pinning the ball within the 10-yard line over and over and over again. He's been consistent. Yeah. good i don't remember a bad punt from mitch all season <laughs> he's to me one he's i've been praising him all year i think he's deserving of making the pro bowl i, I like mitch you know i don't follow a lot of punters league-wide but from what i'm seeing with mitch wishnowski all year very consistent pinning the ball within the 10-yard line uh doing a great job so i would definitely have mitch in there okay that's a that's a curveball wow um so hold on we're up to one two three four five six seven eight Eight. All right. Uh, how about Trent Williams? Now, I mean, he's not having as great of a year as he's had in the past, but, I mean, just on reputation alone, he's going to the Pro Bowl. He's yeah. still a very good player, Trent Williams. I think I think that's fair, definitely. He's one of the top players in the NFL. Uh, so, based on reputation alone, and he's, done, he's not like he's done a bad job. Uh, this might not be his best season uh, in his career, but he's doing a great job. And you can honestly argue Aaron Banks does, is deserving. If you look at what he's actually doing, not allowing sacks, Aaron Banks is doing a tremendous job. He's, you know, he's a second year guy, so he probably won't give that attention. Yeah. Um, but you can make an argument that Aaron Banks is deserving of, of making. He's definitely borderline. And he, if he doesn't make it this year, he can make it in. I don't think he'll make it this year. You can no. say he should make it, but I don't think he will. But yeah. he's looking like he could be a pro bowler sooner yeah. than later yeah 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 I, i'd vote for him <laughs> okay um that, fair enough how about uh look i'm a big critic of his but george kittle i mean if if you if george kittle isn't going to make it in the nfc as one of the top three tight ends who are you putting in there yeah i mean i this one's tough for me because you know based on reputation based on what else is out there you could make a point that he deserves to be a pro bowl has this been a great season for him? Not really. No. 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 Um, you know, people like to, um, you know, talk about his pat, his his run blocking. Run blocking overall for the 49ers hasn't been that great. So I don't think that's a big thing. It hasn't, he hasn't had a lot of big games. Do I think he has Pro Bowl talent and top one of the top three tight ends in the NFC? Yes. Am I, do I think he's putting up Pro Bowl numbers this year? No. No. But uh, I could see it. Well, I mean, I just feel like – <laughs> Compared to other, like if you look at the tight ends in the NF in the NFL and just mm-hmm. rank them by receiving yards, I think he probably I think he'd be probably top three in the NFC. So, okay, he's probably gonna make it. Uh, that being said, no, he's not what he used to be, and he used to be their best run blocker. Now he's one of their run blockers. Yeah, and I I think I'm grading him on a on a scale, you know, based on right. his on his talent. Right. You know, obviously he he might be leading. Uh, other tight ends and receiving yards. I just think he's just capable of so much more. And we saw it last week against the Seahawks. Uh, he's capable of doing that every week. Uh, so I just like to see more from George Kittle. And I don't necessarily think it's his fault as much as just whatever's it's just not playing out for him this year as far as targets. We uh, just listed 10 players. Um, you could argue Tabor Pepper 
some people he's gotten a whole social media campaign behind him. I'm not qualified to really judge long snappers, but he's supposed to be good. Um, yeah. That could be 11. And then there's some other snubs. You, you mentioned Aaron Banks. He could be close. Uh, he could be deserving. And then there's one more. It's too bad he missed five games, but Jimmy Ward is playing like a shutdown nickelback suddenly, even though it's not his <laughs> it position. Not. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll make it on. He's never been a pro bowler. If there's one guy who deserves to make a pro bowl based on like career body of work, even though he missed five games in a season, it's Jimmy Ward. So I yeah. almost want to put him in there. I would vote for him. Yeah. Vote for Jimmy, man. He missed five games, but then he had to change positions, and he's never been to a pro. We'll give him a, give him a lifetime achievement award. And, and just an honorable mention, um, a guy who's playing really well, won't make the Pro Bowl, I'm sure, uh, Gibson. Deshaun Gibson it yeah. has, has had a great, great, solid season. Uh, I don't think he gets talked – he's like gets talked about the least out of everybody on the 49ers defense, but he's really played solid football all yeah. year. And so. he's made some plays too. Um, yeah. The one guy we haven't named and won't name and doesn't deserve it and is kind of too bad considering what he went through, not went through this offseason, but what he put the Niners through this offseason and how much they paid him is Debo. Mm -hmm. Like, not even close. And now he's hurt as part of it. But um, next year, he, they need a bounce back year from Debo. They're paying him a ton of money, and he needs to give them a ton of touchdowns and stay healthy and uh, all of that. So that's the Damn. one. It's funny that they've been able to, like, be fine without him essentially this year, but – that's not the well, plan moving forward. You know, bringing up Debo makes me want to bring up one other player that we haven't talked about yet, and that's Brandon Ayuk. True. I think those he two. has Pro Bowl-level talent, and if he was yeah. targeted a little more, he could have reached those kind of numbers to that's where true. he reached the Pro Bowl. I think Brandon Ayuk's had a far better year than Debo Samuel this I year. I agree. So like, Brandon Ayuk has, has played at a Pro Bowl caliber but doesn't have Pro Bowl numbers because of the offense he's in and maybe yeah. the quarterback he played with for a while. But um, Debo just didn't have a Pro Bowl year. Yeah. Debo just needs to do better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. That's it. Uh, friend say Taylor is top 15 quarterback better than Jimmy. Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Um, I'd rather have Taylor Heineke than Jimmy. Younger, cheaper, more mobile. Taylor Heineke's a lot like Purdy. He's like Purdy. Like, yeah. 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 That, that's what he reminds me of. Pretty much. I, yeah, I think. Yeah. Me. I'm really curious to see what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo when he leaves the nest. Go on, go out on your own. Go some. Go to the Raiders. What's what's gonna? Ha I can't wait to see it. Maybe he really will just keep winning. Maybe that was one of the things I was looking forward to the most this season was seeing Jimmy Garoppolo play on another team, and uh, we didn't get to. But uh, looking forward to it. It's gonna be good TV. Yeah, Jose says it's crazy how we could potentially finish the season with a ten game win streak, and I don't see anyone acknowledge this. Also, give Ayuk and Mason the ball. That's no, it's for sure. dude, they could finish the season on a freaking fourteen game winning streak if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they might not, never lose again. All right, we're, we're going to get into some more stuff. I want to give out some holiday gifts to the 49ers. Because, oh, yeah, you got uh, Christmas around the corner. Uh, Hanukkah's around the corner. I think Kwanzaa's yeah. around the corner. So it's yeah. time to give out some gifts. Who would you, uh, what would you, what would lead. you give to who? Lead this, lead on this one. I had a business meeting. I, I didn't have time, but I, I'm, I'm really intrigued with this subject. So I want to let you lead with this one and I'll follow up if that's okay. All right. Um, how about, Kyle Shanahan. My gift to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Jordan Mason. I would put him in gift wrap and I would deliver it to him on a platter. I say, This is get to know number 24. Yeah. He's a terrific running back and he's the perfect compliment to Christian McCaffrey. Get to know him, meet his parents, ask him what his favorite color is. This is your new running back, Jordan Mason. I would, I would give it to, I would give Mason him as a gift. Because I still think he's searching for him. I think that's a good that's a good present. You know, maybe John Lynch gave it to him already, and he just hasn't unwrapped it. You know, uh, very. I good got another game. one. I got another oh, one. Christian McCaffrey, a bench Ooh. and an oxygen mask. Dude, sit down and breathe. You yeah. know what I'm saying he yeah. needs the, he needs like a hyperbaric chamber. He needs to really recover fast. So just a, a straight up bench and an oxygen mask, and uh, that's it. That's what you get for Christmas. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, dang. Let me see. I would uh, – this one's kind of mean, but I, I love Trey Lance, man. But give him, I'd give him some clippers. Fade that thing up, man. He would look so much better. Nice and clean. That's my guy, Trey Lance. For Trey, I was going to say a flip phone. Dog, you got to get off social media entirely, man, because you're, yeah. you're, you're competing against a grinder now. 
and you can't be the dude who's like following every instagram model and like getting caught at local house party can't happen anymore man so flip phone and you just live that like uh you know 2004 life you pretend in your world it's 2004 that's that's you flip phone a nokia (laughs) there you go a motorola yes yeah oh man this this is tough i would give uh Man, we got to give D'Amico something. What would you give D'Amico? I would give him a book on espionage because he needs to learn how to spy the damn quarterback on third down. <laughs> yeah. he, needs to, he needs to read up on James Bond and all the great spies he needs to know about because he's so surprised when a quarterback runs for 15 yards on third and 13. And I yeah. feel like that's what's going to ruin this Niners season. Is they're going to get all the way to the end, and it's going to be Jalen Hurts or freaking Josh Allen who runs for 40 yards on third and 27, and then I'm just like, oh, we would have won the Super Bowl except for that <laughs> third and 20. Yeah. So, yeah. so James, uh, the, the entire collection of James Bond movies for – Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, in, including the T. Dalt series. A lot of people don't talk about the Timothy Dalton movies in the late 80s. Great movies. <laughs> I, we, I grew up on Pierce Brosnan. Underrated movies? But <laughs> T. Dalt was kind of understated. Yeah, I kind of like T. Dalt. T. Dalt didn't didn't what's his face uh, in I Love You Man like do like the T. Dalt pose like which Bond am I going for? T. <laughs> T. Dalt was like the most yeah restrained. Sorry, holiday gifts. Holiday gifts for the Niners. Oh How man, about Brock Purdy. I would give him like insoles, raise him up a little bit. <laughs> I was gonna say creatine. <laughs> creatine. Creatine. Oh um, man. I like Brock. You know, these, this is all fun and games, man. Not trying to pick on anybody, but I, uh, you know, Brock Purdy. I, you know, no, he you just know. looks like a rookie. He, I bet you he'll look a lot more built next year. Every rookie looks a whole, whole lot different in their second year. Nothing against Brock, but he's going to be putting in with the work he does this offseason. I mean, he doesn't have to develop as a quarterback. He needs to develop as a man, as a as an athlete, and he will. He freaking, he's, yeah. he's on the 49ers. I bet Very you he looks different player. next year. Yeah, he looks like a teenager. He's still yes, he young. Does. Very young, young kid. Um, that bodes well for his arm strength too. He's gonna get stronger. He's gonna get stronger. Yeah, you know, I, I wonder about does, does arm strength translate to stronger passes? I don't know. I because yeah, like, no, it's it's more mechanics. But if it, that yeah. in conjunction with you know workouts with Tom House, yeah. Now I, I'm sure that Tom Brady doesn't do a whole lot of like curls and like super you know bench press, but still just. Overall added strength, core strength, all of it will will help. Will help. I'm yeah. not saying he needs to do like eight thousand curls a day. I don't think that's how it works. But just yeah. general, I'm, I'm yeah. sure they know what to do with him. Yeah, he'll be yeah. stronger. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they during the um, whatever during, before the before the season before the draft, he went and trained, and they increased his miles per hour by like four miles per hour with training mechanics. So I think that's the biggest thing. Do. I remember in high school, we had these skinny dudes that could throw the hell out the ball. And then you had these big, strong dudes that had no power on it. So I think it's the mechanics right. is, is more than I mean, anything. There's a reason why Tom Brady's arms seem to get stronger as he get older, as he got older. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. So uh, anything else? Shoot, man. I love this game. It's How about fun. Dre Greenlaw? How, how about an all pro selection for Dre Greenlaw? Simple as that. Yeah, he deserves it, man. That's Simple a good present. That would be yeah. a good present for him. Uh, yeah. Maybe Jordan Mason, give him some some touches, some some, touches. some first half touches. Some That'd be a good touches. present for him. I was gonna say Jawan Jennings a Target gift card because <laughs> he needs some freaking targets. What about right, Kittle? So what would you Kittle? Give Kittle? Yeah, gotta give Kittle something. Some Popeye spinach. He he lost that Popeye power he used to have, man. <laughs> I would say he used to have explosive power as a blocker. Now, yeah, he's you know he's out there doing his thing like Tyler Croft and Mike McGlinchey. So that's, that's some of that Popeye spinach, man. I think he needs it. Maybe some like old WWF video because VHS tapes. Yeah, <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior get hyped up. <laughs> Hero Winchester says, if you had to choose to keep five players to be cornerstones in this team and get rid of everyone else, who would you pick? You got three seasons to win the Super Bowl. It's a good one. I, like right now at this age group, are they are they this age? Because that's crucial for me. Yeah, right now. Who do you keep? Five players uh, at this age. Warner and, and Greenlaw. Got to have linebackers are good. Two of the five are going to be linebackers? Yikes. I, I mean, I feel you. But we gotta be we gotta be careful here, man. Yeah, that's right. Allocate our ref, our, our, I mean, okay. one's gotta be Bosa, and he's gonna make a lot of money. That's three. 
I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but Purdy is intriguing. Not because he's one of the five best players on the team, but a quarterback making 900K for the next three years, that's a Super Bowl window. But I mean, mm. if you if you can't keep the whole team together, you only can keep five, and yeah, I, maybe that's different. So I, I I don't know how to play this game. I'm caught off guard. But it's a good question. It's tough. Purdy Purdy is interesting because if he is good, not even great, but good at this price point, and the Niners can keep this team together, maybe even add to it on the O line. That that's yeah. a that's a Super Bowl window for three years. So definitely CMC. I'm throwing CMC in there. I think it's the quarterback is the question for me. I don't know if it's Brock or Trey for me, honestly. I don't know. You could honestly argue it's five guys in the defense, man. You could argue it's Bosa, Warner, Greenlaw, Hafunga, Ward, Traverius. You could argue it's those five guys. Yeah. I mean, that's the team. That's the team. Um, So, I don't know. But that's defense. It's all defense. I don't know. Yeah. Good question. (laughs) I like that. That That was a brain teaser. Thank you. Give Purdy a right tackle. And, thank you. There it is. That's yeah, the right man. answer. Right tackle, right guard. Good one. That is a good and that, one. to me, is the big difference between the Niners and the, and the Eagles this year. Not even necessarily the quarterback. Because Purdy's playing pretty well right now. He's hot. The offensive lines, man. I mean, they might have five Pro Bowl offensive linemen in Philly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The Niners have one, and it's on rep. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe two banks. But, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into what the Niners need to work on, let's talk about the job John Lynch has done this year. A lot of people are saying that Kyle Shanahan should be coach of the year. He's in the conversation. I just don't see how he can take that from Nick Sirianni, who's got one loss and developed that quarterback very quickly. Um, On the other hand, I feel like John Lynch has a very good argument to be the executive of the year. Once again, I think his competition will be the dude in Philly, Howie Roseman. But move for move, I feel like Lynch comes out on top at least this year. I mean, Roseman traded for A.J. Brown, Niners traded for McCaffrey. So far, both trades looking like great trades so far. Yeah. But the difference is John Lynch drafted Brock Purdy this year. And that's like the draft pick of the, of, of the century. And I, I think that's the trump card right there. He's done a lot of great things, right? Signed Greenlaw when he was cheap. Because if he's Signed trying Traverse to sign one out. Yeah. Trying to sign him now would be tough. Charvarius Ward, like you said, Gibson was a great pickup uh, as well. Um, and honestly, like I, Jimmy Garoppolo was a great signing, to be honest. Like I, I know we maybe we could have gone to Brock Purdy earlier and it would have been just as good, if not better. Who knows? But having that depth where you have Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, all for the price that they got him for, it's all tremendous. Because also, if you had gone to Brock Purdy week two or week three, he could be the one who's hurt right now. So, right. I mean, a part, of, and that's another reason why I feel like no on Kyle for coach of the year. Man, you got to find a way to keep your quarterbacks healthy, and you can't just say that that's football or it's not my fault because it happens every year, but that's not John Lynch's fault. Yeah. You could say it's his fault because Mike McGlinchey's the starting right tackle, which is fair, but it's not McGlinchey's fault that Trey Lance got hurt. It's Kyle's fault. It's not Trey Lance's, it's not McGlinchey's fault that Jimmy got hurt. Well, meh, meh. Okay, still, I feel like, Kyle bears more responsibility on this quarterback injury issue than Lynch does. And you got to give Lynch credit, you know, for having at least three guys, maybe even four. But yeah. this Purdy thing, dude, it's got to tip the scales in his favor, man. Mr. Irrelevant, and he, they may not lose a, a, a regular season game with him. I don't think anyone can match that. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And even before the season started, most people were saying that the 49ers have the strongest roster in the NFL. And that's directly John Lynch, right? You got to give John Lynch his credit for that. Just, just if you just look at the roster, strongest roster in the NFL, that's directly right. result of John Lynch. And again, so if people say that, this is why I don't understand the the, the Kyle Shanahan thing. It's like most people agree it's the best roster or one of two in the in the league. Then how do you get over? The, how do you um reconcile with the fact that their record is what it is? Like they have four losses. I, you could argue that. Other coaches might have three losses, two losses, one loss. Not that Kyle's bad, but he started slow. And now he's killing it right now. And he gets credit for that, for sure. That's why I think he's in the conversation, even though he started slow. But other coaches didn't, you know. Other coaches just took care of business the whole time. Like, Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll give Kyle, Kyle gets some credit for building the roster with John Lynch. Um, That's he does, true. He does get some credit for uh, – But he having, doesn't get credit for that in the coach of the year um, 
not in the coach of the year Vogue. aspect. No, not in the coach. But of the he year does aspect. it just in terms of our just hearts. He's number. Well, that's why he's number one in our hearts because yeah. we know he does right. a little bit more. Yeah. For me, coach of the year should go to, and this is the only reason why I wouldn't say Kyle Shannon's coach of the year, even though I, again, I don't don't attack me. You know, he's done well. Third string quarterbacks doing good. But the reason why for me, when I think of coach of the year, it's the coach that does the most, the with, most the with the least. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Who would, who would that be for you this year? Honestly, man, like depending on what happens these next three weeks, I said it when we, when we talked last year, it, it was kind of a joke, but I was kind of serious. And you're going to laugh at me right now again. But depending on what happens these next three weeks, Dan Campbell could be oh, somebody damn. that's a possibility for coach of the year. This guy Hold might on. make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and and we're talking about giving the 49ers credit for finishing strong. Well, um, uh, freaking Detroit's won six or seven, and, and they the got only three, game they lost in this stretch was a three point loss to Buffalo. They so, got three winnable games coming up. They they can make the playoffs with this. No, that's a great call, man. That's a really good call. I yeah. think that's the right answer, actually. Mm-hmm. How many coaches could do more with? the Lions than Dan Campbell has done this season. I don't know. I don't know. And Maybe Jeff off. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And I, Things I, were going I, good for Jeff Saturday until he had the worst loss ever. In the history. Hey, it's NFL. like, hey, you wanted to be a head coach? Put this on your resume, bud. <laughs> I love how football the football karma is seems so real, man. Yeah. Oh, you want to be a head coach? Yeah. Here, let's get your hopes up. Have a good start. Boom! <laughs> Biggest loss yeah. ever. Own that. That's your legacy forever. And that's even, you know, beyond like, that, that goes on his legacy for when for his, for his children, their children's children is rough. It's rough. <laughs> and he, you know, what sucks too is he, he took the biggest, biggest loss in NFL history on a Saturday and his name's Jeff Saturday. Can I'm I telling you, man, the football <laughs> guys have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Salasafati yeah. says, do you guys think Shanahan and Lynch are in, are as in lockstep as everyone thinks. I approach a Lance, spend a ton of resources on highlight tape and running backs. I don't know. But I get it the seems impression to they are. I get the impression that they they agree with a lot of things. Most of, most things. It seems like they have a good working relationship. I'm mm-hmm. sure they disagree on certain things. I do remember that John Lynch almost left this offseason and almost went to what, Amazon. Yeah. Prime. So I, you always wonder what that was about. Maybe it was just a money thing, but he came back essentially – well, the fact the that race. he came back, he was offered a ton of money, and he came back. So $10 million a year, I think? Yeah, yeah, so he was like, well, let me just go back to the Niners real quick and win that executive of the year, and then we'll talk. Right. Gotta love that. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about what the Niners need to work on. The Niners have won seven in a row. You could argue they have no weaknesses. They figured it out. They'll never lose again. Still, they haven't faced Buffalo. They haven't faced Philly. They haven't faced the teams they're going to have to face down the stretch. To to give themselves the best chance to win the whole shebangabang. What do you think the offense still needs to work on, especially in these last three regular season games? Well, as good as they are and as good as they do, I mean, the 49ers could win the Super Bowl and I'll have things I want them to improve on. It's just the way I am. But uh, as far as what the offense needs to work on, it's the run game, in my opinion. I feel like the run game could be stronger between the tackles. They could still run Jordan Mason more. And they can do a better job of risk versus reward, um, minimizing uh, certain players from injury by using them uh, sparingly, you know, and then, you know, throwing out rookies, stronger players like Jordan Mason to me should be getting 10, 15 carries per game every game right now and uh, take a little bit of the load off of Christian McCaffrey, save them, keep them healthy for, um, for the postseason and just in general do a better job of running running the ball uh, yards per carry. Yeah, I, I think this running game is an issue because I, what's, I mean, McCaffrey's great, but I think what, what could happen in the playoffs is if teams shut him down as a running back, which teams have done on the Niners, then you're going to have too much on Brock Purdy. He's going to have to pass too much. He's a complimentary player making 900K. And he, you need to have the run game working. And, like, I'm looking at McCaffrey, and it's not his fault. But uh, 2.7 yards per carry against the Chargers, 2.9 yards per carry against the Saints, 3.8 yards per carry against the Dolphins, 4.1 yards per carry against Seattle. If this happens in the playoffs, they got a big problem. And the reason is not McCaffrey. It's that they can't run right. They can only run left. 
And in any sport, if you're one-handed, if the defense knows we don't really have to honor this side of the field, you're screwed. You're not going to be really good at running the ball. So they got to find a way to run the ball to the right. You got to make yourself balanced in the run game somehow. And I, I don't think it's running outside zone to the right. I mean, McGlinchey, Burford, and Kittle at the point of attack isn't scaring anyone like it used to. Uh, I think you need to like run power, run between the tackles, run off tackle, use Mason. I, you got to find ways to run to the ball to the right. Otherwise, yeah, you're not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, I got it, another it, thing. How about Brunskill? They keep putting Burford in there. I understand it. He's a he played tackle in college. He's he's got future. He's good in pass protection. But I always felt that Brunskill was a hell of a run blocker, and mm-hmm. I don't exactly know why they just buried him this year. I thought he had a good year last year. He's a free agent next year. I don't really understand what's going on there. I feel like maybe go run, run you know, give Brunskill a little more run. Or maybe just start him. Maybe they're thinking long term with Burford. I don't know. That Fair. might be what it is. Yeah, maybe. Um, trying to develop them. Maybe they think they're not that much different, so they're thinking Probably. long term. Um, Probably. But yeah, I think run game is the number one thing the offense needs to work on. And maybe getting George Kittle involved more often. More more touches for George Kittle would be big for me. Because I think what we've seen with Purdy is once you get him in third and long, I don't think he really has the arm to consistently drop back, stay in the pocket, and rip it past the the first down marker the way that even Jimmy does. Like, he's going to throw short of the sticks or he's going to scramble around and maybe get it past the sticks or he's going to force it past the sticks and get in trouble. That's just the way I see him right now. So mm-hmm. I think the, their whole team has – their whole emphasis on offense has to be staying out of third and long. And w- with the money they spend on all these weapons and, and the, the the running backs they have, they shouldn't be in third and long unless Kyle gets pass happy or they commit a bunch of holding penalties. So – you know what is a statistic that surprised me, and I haven't checked it after this weekend, but uh, I think going into the Seahawks game, Jimmy Garoppolo had more yards per attempt than Brock Purdy. But it doesn't feel like it. When you're watching Brock Purdy, you feel like he's, you know, he, he's made he's connected longer. Um, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the completions that we're seeing versus the attempts. But I thought Brock Purdy was stretching the field more, and it seems like he is, but surprisingly, Jimmy Garoppolo had more yards per attempt. Well, Jimmy really, really, like, hammers that 10 to 15-yard range. Like he's He throws a lot of intermediate passes. Purdy, I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like he does. It seems like he throws a lot of short passes, and he hits the deep ones too, which is kind of an interesting combination. But I haven't seen him throw, like, the 15-yard dig route, which is what Jimmy does all the time. I haven't seen him throw a bunch of those. Uh, I haven't seen him really hit the, the deep out or the deep comebacks, but the, the, the pump and go, uh, you know, the stuff outside the numbers deep, the wheel routes, the stuff that Jimmy missed, he's hitting. So yeah. that's the way I see it. But it's it, you're right. His, his yards per attempt are relatively low for a Niners quarterback. Yeah, he's actually connecting when he does go semi-deep. He doesn't go deep like Trey Lance. He's not hitting like 30-yard, 40-yard passes, but he is connecting on these 20, 20 25-yard. Yeah. yeah, and he's doing it <laughs> when he does throw them, he connects. Whereas Jimmy would throw him, but he wasn't connecting. Uh, so maybe that's the difference in the numbers that we're seeing. I got one more thing I think the Niners should work on, and this is a tough one, but the two-minute drill. They're always winning. You never see the Niners hurry up on offense because they usually don't have to. A few times this year, earlier in the season when Garoppolo was the quarterback, they were losing, they were down late, and they didn't hurry up on offense. And people were like, what the hell is going on? Recently, Kurt Bankert, who used to be on the Niners practice squad, isn't on a team right now, and he's doing some streaming. He was streaming during this last game, the Niners against the Seahawks, and he was talking to whoever he was on with and said that the Niners actually don't practice two-minute drills during the week. They feel like you only have so many hours to practice things, and since they're in two-minute drills so infrequently, it's a waste of time for them to do it. I get it. In a sense, maybe it is, but eventually you're going to need to be able to do that. So if you don't dedicate any time to it in practice – I don't know, man. Maybe do some of it during the game. Find a time to work on this with your rookie quarterback and all these players who haven't played with them very much because you're going to have to do it eventually, and you can't just not go hurry up. You can't just be like, we're going to win the Super Bowl and never be trailing the rest of the year. We're just going to get a lead in the first half, sit on people, win. Like, Eventually, you can't, you're not going to be able to win that way, and you have the talent to win another way, but not if you don't practice it. So the two-minute drill. So I think this is a story that we could look back on 
and may, it, it could be a big deal because yeah. in the playoffs, I expect things to tighten up and they're yeah. going to, they might need this two minute drill. And if for some reason we have a two minute drill, we don't do well in it. This could be a big story looking back on it and something that the Niners end up regretting. Hopefully not. Ho- hopefully they just, you know, continue to beat teams by substantial amounts and it's not an issue, but uh, it's concerning a little bit. This was one of the things they talked about with Trey. Like, hey, you know, Trey's not ready. He's never run a two-minute drill. Okay. Well, then this is important, right? So um, what was interesting was Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a 31-year-old vet and been on the team six years, didn't feel like he could just do it on his own. If, if Kyle's not calling it, they're not doing it. With, with Brock, he's played a lot of football. I'm sure he's done this in college. And there was that moment in the last game where he hurried the offense up to the line of scrimmage on fourth and seven and drew that offsides penalty that makes me feel like he just might have enough moxie and experience to do this on his own. I mean, he told George Kittle to shut up on national television. He might just tell Kyle Shanahan we're going yeah. fast right now. I hope he does. I like that about yeah. him. Because I yeah, feel like too many, too much – these days, quarterbacks are straight up robots and joysticks for whatever the coach wants to do, and they can't think for themselves. Oh, the, the play didn't call, come in quickly enough, so we took a, a, a delay. Call a damn play, dude. You're the quarterback. In the 80s, quarterbacks call their own plays all the time. And yeah. Peyton Manning did it. Re- you know, so anyway, uh, I like a quarterback who can, it's like, oh, I, you know what? I'll just make a call. I'll make a decision. Do it, Brock. Brock, to me, he strikes me as the kind of guy, if he for some reason is able to – maintain the starting position for a year or two he seems like he's going to be the kind of guy to transition into that level of leadership where he's like no kyle we're doing this you know he seems like that kind of guy Um, some guy who actually pushes back on kyle and frankly uh, i don't think jimmy ever did maybe he did privately but i don't think he did hard enough and i don't know trey was so young and he seemed like a bit of a people pleaser i don't know that he ever did either so brock has this kind of like i'm not saying he's an asshole in a good way, the way I am. Like, I like it. I like it very much. He doesn't seem to care. He, it's not that he doesn't care. He seems like he understands that this is the role of a quarterback. Yeah. I got to be this kind of a leader, not because that's who I want to be, because who, I, I ha- who's who the team needs me to be. Even the coach needs me to be that way. I like it. He seems like a student of the game, and he understands that most of the best, well, all of the great quarterbacks in the history of this game have had that uh, about them, about their leadership. One real quick point that I want to just – mentioned because we hear it all the time when it comes to Trey Lance has never led a two minute drive. Uh, he actually did in the second he did. In the first half he did. against the Texans. Yeah. I mean, and people he, talked about that when he was coming out as a reason yeah. that but he you still hear ready. it. Right. Yeah, you, you, still, know, you, you still hear people say, it, and he did do it against the Texans. So I, I do like to, he did it well too. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. At the end of the first half, mm-hmm. Flave says, I think Niners will play lions. If three seed giants, if two seed, two seed would be nice. Not sure. Vikings lose another game though. How much do you think it matters? I think it matters. Uh, it seems like just the extra travel, having to go to Minnesota before playing Philly makes that Philly game tougher if you make it there. Because what do you do? Do you go home? Do you stay out there and practice in Youngstown? Like, neither one sounds like a great option. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, um, the the Lions look legitimately good. I mean, I, the Lions look better than the Giants right now. They do. Can I uh... – I wanted to say, like a lot of, we've heard a lot about frauds, frauds this, frauds that, all weekend yeah. in regards yeah. to teams. Yeah. And although I think the Niners are gonna, I don't, I'm not worried about any team in the NFC outside of the Eagles at this point, based on what I've seen. But that doesn't mean that these teams are frauds. I mean, they still won those games somehow. Uh, I think the Niners are gonna win. You know, the only team that gives me issue in the NFC is the Philly, is the Phillies. No matter who the 49ers go against, whether they're at, they're at home or on the road. But the Phillies. The Phillies, <laughs> Philly, like Eagles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's good. It's because you're wearing um, that Giants hat. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, I, I think, you know, even though I'm, I'm confident that that they can beat all these teams in the NFC, you know, Niners are, are Niner fans are pretty cocky. Uh, and it, it, it does worry me a little bit. Like, I'm glad the 49ers, I'm assuming the 49ers are not. Uh, dismissive over teams like the fans are. So um, just be careful. Michael says, where do you think the Niners would be if Trey Lance never got hurt? I think they'd be in the same position they're in right now. I think he would have uh, improved. I think Kyle Shanahan would have got a better feeling for how to use him. I mean, he was definitely figuring that one out the regular at the beginning of the season. They started slow anyway. I think this uh, seven-game win streak was going to happen one way or another uh, with any quarterback on the team. Jimmy, Brock, Trey. 
I don't think there's some situation where Trey's like by far the worst quarterback on the team and they just gave him the starting job for no good reason. I don't see it. As good as Brock has been, this team is defense focused and they have a ton of weapons on offense. And Kyle Go back and look makes- at their yards per carry when Trey Lance was their quarterback, man. They were averaging like damn near six yards a carry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mo says, hey, Grant, do you think if Brock played in the playoffs last year, he would have won those games more convincingly? And what do you think of his awareness? I don't know, man. Brock was, in quarter- Brock was a 21-year-old college quarterback last year. <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 this team does have a way of making quarterbacks look better than they are. But yeah. I, I can't answer these hypotheticals. It's tough, man. You guys are taking these hypotheticals to a whole nother level. What if he was the quarterback last year? I don't know. A whole I don't know. Never. I don't know. Level. Do you ever see that, Key and Pill? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have the Niners clinched home field. I need to know for plane tickets. No. Absolutely not. I mean, the first round, essentially, yes, I think. But they're not going to lose the next three games. No. Don't, I, don't put your plane tickets on me. I'm not responsible for your plane tickets. All right. What does the Niners' defense need to work on down the stretch to be at its best completion? There's two things. The, the two things, I mean – the first one, a surprising statistic, is how bad the 49ers are, are on third and short. They're mm-hmm. actually they're number one defense in the NFL, but they're like like almost the worst, I think, at third and short, which is surprising. So that's that's definitely something that you know they who can fix that. Kinlaw. Kinlaw. Yeah, yeah. So who's Kinlaw supposed can... to start practicing tomorrow? So that doesn't mean he'll play this week. They have a three week window, but I Kinlaw. Wouldn't. I wouldn't no. play him until take your time. Yeah, I would say week eighteen is the first game just to get his feet underneath him, that he's ready for the playoffs because that's when you need him. You need him for the playoffs. Yeah, so, for this reason. Yeah, so third and short is something they definitely need to improve. Yeah. Um, the other thing is it hasn't been much of a factor this year, but it could have been multiple times. Is the passing coverage, especially with like a mobile quarterback, guys that can buy time. So the reason why the passing defense has been so good has a lot to do with Nick Bosa and the pressure they're getting on the quarterback. So the, the corners don't have to cover it for very long, but when they do, you're seeing a lot of receivers wide open and like against Miami, uh, Tua just was not able to capitalize. So uh, that's, he could have, you saw Patrick Mahomes tear him up. Now they were all injured. Um, but as you get on to the, you know, if they play Philly, I, I could see it becoming a problem. If they play the bills or the chiefs in the super bowl, it could definitely be a problem. So those are the, Two main things that concern me with the defense. Here's what I see with Hafunga. Well, because you, you mentioned the, the coverage. I'm talking Hafunga. So I think a lot of the DBs are expecting the ball to come out quick. This pass rush is overwhelming. Nick Bosa, no one can block him. There's going to be a lot of quick passes. So Hafunga in particular, he's, I mean, corners, if they're playing man, have their back to the play. If they're playing press, yeah. Hafunga's watching the play. <laughs> and I think he's expecting the ball to come out quickly. And we're seeing him like jumping short routes. A lot. Breaking quickly on short routes, a lot. And more often than not, that's a good strategy behind this D-line. It's the way to go, and you see, like, probably Tart should have done a little bit more of that. Tart would kind of hang back, play his position, not make plays, if Funga's making plays. Uh, that being said, if a quarterback or a team can, like, actually get the ball down the field, block for a second, um, hit, have some wide receivers, hit some long throws, he's giving them up. And we're... <laughs> If they're going to win the Super Bowl, they're going to be facing quarterbacks and teams that can do that. So Hafunga can't just play like this with reckless abandon and not respect the fact that some teams can go down the field. Most teams can't, I guess. Yeah. Some teams can't. Yeah. Philly, yeah. Chiefs, Bills all have mobile quarterbacks that can capitalize in the passing game. So and are all... looking to push the ball down the field, not looking to check it down like yeah. a lot of quarterbacks are this year. Yeah. So th- those those three teams scare me the most. If they can get past Philly, then they get to a Super Bowl. It's another tough matchup in that regard. All right, I got I got one more thing I want the defense to work on. I mentioned earlier it's uh, defending the quarterback scramble, the quarterback run on third and long, because it's been an issue for them. I feel like for years, and it's it, I understand why it's an issue. The Niners have this wide nine defense. And on third down especially, what they like to do is they put one D end way over here and they put three D linemen on the other side of the center. And that D, that D end who's on his own usually screams so far upfield that you can just scramble right, I mean, right past him, up and around him. Or on the other side, they often do some type of three-man game. And a lot of times they vacate the A gap and you can just run straight up the middle. So 
on third and 13, third and th- it's happened in Atlanta, it happened against Seattle. Like, downs where the Niners should get off the field easily. They give up these long scrambles, and I think that's a problem because, I mean, Josh Allen's going to take that. He's looking for that. J- Jalen Hurts is going to take that. He's looking for that. So if you give up a few of those, those, those that could be – you know, it could happen in the fourth quarter. They, the Niners lost to the Broncos because Russell Wilson did that one time in the fourth quarter. So it, it, that's the one play that could end the 49ers season. They still feel they should have won the Super Bowl in 2019 had they gotten off the field on third and 15. Well, okay. I mean, so so what do you do? You have to assign a freaking spy to the quarterback. I don't think D'Amico does it. I Assign a spy. He has to be a guy who's actually fast enough to run with quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts. To me, it's Drake Greenlaw. He's the fastest guy in your defense. He hits hard. He can do it. Give him the assignment. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. do it this week with Taylor Heineke, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, they've the 49ers have struggled for, what, five years? Or at least containing mobile quarterbacks. So it's definitely a problem. They need to fix it, especially going into the postseason where they're going to meet a lot of them. All right. Uh, final topic, and then we'll take some more questions. I think a, nine, a lot of Niner people, a lot of people are looking at the Niners, uh, scratching their head, looking at their quarterback situation. Like, well, what do you do if Brock plays well? Do you, what do you do with Trey? Do you? It seems to me, actually, I think the Niners have one of the best quarterback situations in the league. Um, and I'll come back to why in a second. But let's talk about some terrible quarterback situations. Uh, Cardinals with Kyler Murray. That's the worst one. Uh, yeah. Denver That's, uh, with Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, those are both bad. Yeah, I don't know which Green is Bay one. with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. working. And they're on the hook for a lot of money for a lot of years with him. And then Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll turn around. But these are guys who are making tons of money. And it's mostly guaranteed. And it's for a lot more years. And those four teams right now, you're looking at like, mm, I don't know where you're going with this highly paid quarterback. The Niners, I mean, it seems to me that having paying all that money for the quarterback who's not Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen can be a franchise crippler. Yeah. And the Niners fortunately are not in that situation. They have two young guys who can run their system. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of what you want. And I can't help but notice that Philly has the same situation. Mm -hmm. Hell of a team, young quarterback, not paying a lot of money. Team's freaking stacked. So uh, I might, you might argue the Niners are in a great spot at quarterback. Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you've been, you've been actually talking about this for years uh, in regards to uh, the market at quarterback. Yeah. And the, yeah. Obscene. It's like, okay, it's a quarterback driven league. So the quarterback has to be the highest paid player. So every time a quarterback hits free agent market, he makes more than the last guy. And not just, not just in gross money, but in salary cap percentage, like these quarterbacks are making 15, 17, 19% of the cap. Yeah. That's too much. No yeah. one has ever won a Super Bowl doing that. And yeah. now if you have a guy like Brock Purdy who's making 900000 on a team like the Niners, hard to compete yeah. with that. It's hard to compete with that. Yeah. If Brock Purdy can play, continues to play the way he's playing right now, it almost seems criminal that, that what they're doing. <laughs> $900,000 for that kind of play, that's that's nuts. And then if you throw in Trey Lance, even what Trey Lance is making, what is he making, like $9 million or something, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. So combined, it's still one of the cheaper rooms in the country. I mean, yeah. Yeah, in the league. Yeah. Yeah, even yeah. nine million doesn't seem that bad if you compare it to what, what some of these other teams are playing. So, yeah, I mean, uh, less than ten million for both quarterbacks, who I think both have a ton of potential. You know, I really think Trey Lance has a, a really high ceiling, has the potential to be great. Whether or not he starts next year, I think that's the t- it's going to be determined on how Brock Purdy finishes this season. Um, but I really, it, it it doesn't really matter to me. I think at some point he's going to get his chance as well. And having both these quarterbacks at 10 million allows you to do things like re-sign Nick Bosa and you know Emmanuel Mosley. Everyone. 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 Yeah. yeah. You can right? get you can build up this team, and that's the strong position to be in. I think the league, but you're seeing it's changing. There's gonna be a few, you know, exceptions of where these you get these all-time great type quarterbacks that are worth the money that you're paying them. But in general, it seems like you can get by with these young guys, uh, just build the team around them. And just make it make have a quarterback that's serviceable, um, you know. And the 49ers, as great as Brock Purdy's playing, and we always forget, like we talked about a lot of with Jimmy Garoppolo, that hey, uh, you know, a lot of people gave him the win loss record. Me and you, we were like, well, this team is really freaking good, mm-hmm. so it makes it really easy on him. It's the same thing with Brock Purdy. I think we're forgetting that a little bit with Brock is he's got an elite defense. He has 
some of the best weapons in the NFL. And that's all because, um, you know, they're not spinning their arm and leg on quarterbacks anymore. Right. And so I'm not saying that the Niners should one day make Brock Purdy the highest paid player in the league like they made Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I, – I, I don't know about that. I haven't seen that kind of skill set from him. But it's all about price. You know, I think it's a big – especially when the quarterback market has gotten out of whack is the way I see it. It's it's outrageous and it's getting worse. And it's getting, it's getting so bad that I think it crippled four organizations this offseason. And there's going to be a market correction because you can't keep paying top 10, top 15 quarterbacks as if they're top two. And even even Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Um, Kansas City's trending downward, in my opinion. Their defense isn't what it was. They lost Tyreek Hill. They don't have the weapons they used to have. Like, I don't know. I, I, Aaron Rodgers never won a Super Bowl making big bucks. It just seems like as this divide gets bigger, um, and more teams start looking for pro-ready, experienced, cheap college quarterbacks with lots of experience. I think there's more and more of those guys every year. Uh, you'll start seeing teams focus on building up the rest of their roster. And yeah. maybe you'll see this quarterback market come back down to earth. I don't know. And I think you know credit to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch for prioritizing defense. When they started this, when they started six years ago, that's what they, their plan was. Let's build this defense as strong as possible first. And because they did that, they're able to get by with, you know, paying, having, you don't have to have Patrick Mahomes necessarily to be as competitive with it, with a defense like this. Absolutely not. And the thing is, if you have Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to have, if you, if you pay all this money for a quarterback, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot. You're either going to not have a defense. You'll either have weapons and no defense or a defense and no weapons eventually. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then you just can't compete with a team like, the Niners or Philly that has everything. Yeah. If everything, because their quarterback's making a million dollars or a million and a half. Like what's Jalen Hurts? He was a third round pick. He's not yeah. making any money. Yeah. So that's why they have the the best offensive line, the best defensive line, everything. And Kansas City, they have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and that's it. That's their team. Yeah. So they can get by on magic. Most They have a great record. They're 11 and three or whatever, but. Yeah. I think Buffalo probably has a better chance than this than this year because purely because Josh Allen's making less money this year. He's yeah. making seven percent of the cap. Mahomes making seventeen. So the Bills have number two defense in the league and the freaking Chiefs have number eighteen. Like funny how that works. Yeah, it's 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 directly related. Josh yeah. Allen Josh Allen is going to get paid at some point soon. Oh yeah, next year. Yeah, and, and we'll that see defense will be the same next year. They're, they're going to start yeah. losing players. It's like, well, that's the price of doing business with the best quarterbacks in the league, and I, I just don't think it's worth it, man. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, it's like we'll see. I mean, certain players, maybe guys like Mahomes are, maybe guys like Josh Allen might be, but uh, maybe know, guys like Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, uh, freaking Deshaun Watson, like nope, no, Kirk Cousins, nope, <laughs> no. Derek no. Carr, nope, definitely not, no. Yeah. Nope. So I'll be interesting, like quarterbacks who are set to hit the market this year. How does the market treat quarterbacks right now? Like used to be, if you had a pulse and a and a and a track record as a starter, you were gonna get fifteen million dollars. Now T's might be looking at the Niners and Brock Purdy being like, maybe we can get production for nine hundred K. Maybe we can't look at Philly. You know, I'm just but saying. So mid tier quarterbacks are they might lose some money this year. Josh Allen know. might skew everything though, because he's going to get his back for sure. Well, know? yeah, he already got it, and he, yeah. yeah, he already got it. It's just the the salary cap hits haven't hit in yet, but yeah, mm-hmm. he yeah. got it. I don't know who's going to get paid the most, but like, for example, um, Baltimore. They've been had this whole conundrum. What do we do with Lamar Jackson? You don't resign him. You don't do it. He's hurt right now. I'm mm-hmm. sorry because resigning him means making him the highest paid quarterback in the league for a year. No. And I like I like Lamar Jackson. And, I like him too. And I, his play style scares me for offering big money. I mean, uh, it's dependent on running. And even though he's been pretty durable, despite being a, a, a big runner, uh, it, it's scary for me to offer big contracts to quarterbacks that run a, a lot of the time. Yeah, Paying Dak hasn't worked out for Dallas yet. They're a mm-hmm. relevant team, but, I mean, are they going to win a Super Bowl with Dak making all that money? I highly doubt it. Yeah. So – I I don't know if they saw this coming, but maybe they figured it out. They spent all this money on Jimmy Garoppolo, who was like this much better than Nick Mullins. And I'm sure Kyle was watching practice like 25 million, 1 million, 25 million. 
Dude, yeah. I think we could run this offense with a really cheap quarterback. Let's give it a shot. And yeah. now they are. Because yeah, you don't ask the, you don't ask that much of the freaking quarterback. Throw this screen pass. Throw that little. I mean, so many guys are wide open. There's so many short passes. It's a lot of yak. I'm just saying. There's a lot of good weapons. It's the best defense in the league. You don't need to spend a ton of quarter uh, money on a quarterback. You really yeah, don't. You spend, you spend money on on DNs, uh, line, offensive linemen, and corners. That's where you spend your money, and you're stingy with the rest. Because I mean, even wide receivers now, like. I don't know how the Niners are going to look back on that Debo contract because it's they paid him a lot of money, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. But pay, paying wide receivers now is not even necessarily a thing right. that you really uh, want to do because there seems to be a ton of wide receivers coming out of the NFL or coming out of college every year, talented right. guys. You know. Also, the, the Trey Lance thing is interesting. They drafted him because they wanted to turn him into Josh Allen, the next guy who would make you know a half a billion dollars on his contract extension. Well, that means you know. You're not you're spending the first two years developing him and you're not really taking advantage of this cheat code, which is having the cheapest quarterback in the league. What's nice about Purdy, no development required. You get cheap quarterback play for the full four years of the rookie contract. That's mm -hmm. really nice. No, no development, no project, maybe no upside. Maybe you don't give him the, the extension, but maybe that's OK. Maybe that's where the league is going, because if the alternative is giving someone like Kyler Murray, half a million, half a billion dollars with most of it guaranteed. I'll take the alternative. At least it gives you options. Who, who's uh, the best coach in the NFL now based on his history and career? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say. I would guess you have to say Bill Belichick, right? Right. And, and what yeah. has his philosophy been his entire career? It's yeah. Exactly what we're talking about. He, yeah. he doesn't pay guys. Uh, underpay. Yeah. Don't overpay. Yeah. And when he gets players that want to get paid, he's like, well, why don't you go get paid on this terrible team over there? And when you're tired of making money and losing, you could come right back over here and win for, you know, what mm -hmm. I deem market palatable. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. They signed you to your first and your third after yep. you, you didn't live up to your second. Yeah. That's pretty much how he does it. Mm -hmm. So uh, when people say the Niners have a conundrum or they got to get rid of Trey, nah, man, they got two young quarterbacks that are both cheap. And that's a great position to have. They should probably look for a third uh, to say, because I think th their formula is to have the highest paid defensive end, the highest paid left tackle, the highest paid fullback, the highest paid tight end, the highest paid wide receiver, or one of them, the highest paid uh, linebacker, another highly paid linebacker, a really highly paid safety, a really highly paid. They want to be stacked everywhere, but corner, but quarterback. So keep finding guys like Brock Purdy. If you could find one, find two. Yeah, seems like you yeah. can do it. Yeah, and I love that they traded up to three last year, and they made of they may have wanted Mac Jones, and someone in the organization was like Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. First of all, we could have had Mac Jones at twelve, and second of all, we could get you someone better than Mac Jones with the literally the last pick in the draft next year. Can you yeah. finish it? And mm -hmm. he's like, okay, fine. And then they got him. He's better yeah. than Mac Jones. And who do you give that credit to? Again, remind me, uh, Brock Purdy. Who who's, who spotted Brock Purdy? Was it uh, uh, It must have been the area scout. I mean, I, the, whoever is assigned to that area was the first guy on him. And then I think once he showed him to uh, Brian Greasy, Clint Kubiak, everyone was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I think there was early consensus from the people that, you know, no. So, Good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hero Winchester says, my Five to win the Super Bowl in three seasons would be Bosa, Greenlaw, Huff, CMC, and Trent. Two for the offense. Okay. I would switch in Fred, George, and Debo if they were in Pro Bowl season. That was a good question. I like that. That was a good question. Ryan, are you hearing anything else about Trey? I have not asked uh, recently. I don't like – I tried Preston. to not ask. Fair enough. You know? yeah. yeah. Because you're not using someone. <laughs> That's a you – don't, you don't want to turn a relationship into that. You know, Everything I've ever heard has been come up in conversation. I didn't right. reach out and like try to that. ask. Yeah, I feel that. Don't bother me. Says, what are your thoughts on Brock starting and using Trey, similar to the way the Saints use Hill, dual, and, and can Kyle scheme a dual quarterback offense? Um, uh, I I wouldn't use him like they use Hill, because they, Hill's really a running back over there, there, and that's how you got this guy hurt. But you know, there have been two quarterback systems in the past. And Kyle tried it two years ago. So it's definitely something that he might want to consider, especially if the Trey Lance, if the Brock Purdy offense flatlines. I don't know. It's, it's on the table, especially because Kyle put it there two years ago. I don't know. 
I mean, he stopped doing it when Jimmy was quarterback because of, I think, like the the team dynamics, the locker room dynamics. But I don't think that would be there with Brock like it was for Jimmy. Yep. But at the same time, it's kind of gimmicky and really has never done anything of relevance. Like no one's ever won a championship or anything like that using that system. So I'm not big on it personally. Vincent says, why do you say Lance has a high ceiling when he had minimal play in college four starts and Grant keeps calling him a project? Trey's not – not Trey's fault, but free – uh, front office. Why do I say he's a high ceiling? I mean, everyone says he's a high ceiling because of his high ceiling. athletic ability and his <laughs> mental makeup and his size. Yeah. And I mean, his, yeah, I mean, and he only had one year of experience in college, but he was undefeated and won the national championship. So, um, yeah, he just needs experience that, and eventually he'll either get or he won't. He's extremely talented. I mean, that's. And he has played better in his short career than people give him credit for. Yeah. Grant, tell Jed don't pay quarterback more than $35 million. Jed listens to me. That's the best part about what I do. Jack Jackson says maybe Tom Brady can become the model. However, teams have to really use the money a quarterback doesn't take to get good players. Not all teams will do that. And not all teams are good at it. The Niners have actually – well, they've wasted a lot of their draft picks and stuff. But frankly, they still put together one of the best rosters in the league. Um, them and Philly are doing it right. Uh, New England isn't. They have a cheap quarterback, and they've given them no weapons. Uh, the defense is good, but – where are the weapons for Mac Jones? Mm-hmm. Where? I don't see him. David Velez says, how that working out for Bill Belichick right now? His genius was that he had Tom Brady. Belichick looks like an average coach now. Well, he has no idea how to add weapons to his offense, and his offensive coordinator is a defensive coordinator. So, yeah. But well, I will say, Tom Brady, he's gotten paid, but he never got Kyler Murray money. Tom Brady would sacrifice, right? He could have got more money. Then he got paid, but he was sacrificing for the benefit of the team. So Tom Brady was on board with Bill Belichick in the model of, uh, you know, he sacrificed money. He could have got paid more money than he got paid, but he sacrificed in order to put people around him. That's true. Um, all right. The next question is, how much would the Niners eat if they traded Debo? Okay, let's find out. Uh, trade Debo pre-June 1. They would eat $28 million in dead money. But they would also create $19.7 million in cap savings. Um, so uh, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they, uh, they're they stuck with Debo. His cap number next year is $8 million, so he's not hurting you. It's in 2024 when his cap number is $28 million. $28.5 million in 2024. So uh, they're going to have to make a decision about him by then. I think yeah, he's good for one more year. They're going to have to figure out Ayuk around that time as well. So. Yep. They're going to have to decide between the yeah. two. They can't have both at that price. I don't think so. SoCal Niners, especially if they run the ball as much as they do. For everyone in the chat talking about Brady, he wasn't as expensive as you all think, and his defense helped win about four of those rings. Yep. And he was the best quarterback of all time. Like No one else has had sustained success in the in the salary cap era other than Brady. Not Belichick, yeah. not nobody. Not even Peyton Manning. It was just Belichick. It was just Brady. And he was a six-round pick when he started, and he won a Super Bowl in his second year. He was cheap for three of his – yeah, he was cheap for – Yeah. He was cheap. He yep. was one of the original guys. Him and Kurt Warner won when they were dirt cheap. Russell Wilson won dirt cheap. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers won relatively cheap. Brady's the only one who really had these sustained success making 20 plus million dollars a year because he's freaking Tom Brady yeah. and he had Belichick. Mm-hmm. This is the end of the show, but this is the last comment allowed. What percentage of the players in this league do you really feel care about winning a Super Bowl? That's a great question. Probably less than the 1970s and 80s. I think a lot of people in the league today have figured out by the time they were 11 or 12 that if they're going to be millionaires, it would be playing football. So, I mean, they just, why would you not do something that would provide for your family and give you the best life? So that's why it's tough for these teams to figure out who really is driven and wants to be the best and who deserves these contracts. Cause they all market themselves as I'm a throwback and I'm passionate and I love it. And da, 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 da. But then you get so many guys that get the bag and it's like, well, you know, I, I think, also like being a celebrity. I, I think also need all to stay want, healthy. I think most of them all want to win the Super Bowl, but a, a lot, a large number of them would, their priority right. is getting paid. I want to win a Super Bowl, but I'm not yeah. committed to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Kidding. I would love to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Dream of mine. Not gonna happen though. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to win the Super Bowl, but I need to get my bag. That's yeah. 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 So I feel like you see a lot of people, their 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 demeanor, their game changes after they get the bag. And that's why it's but it's so hard to predict. Every time one of these guys will come up, 
for free agency, I'm like, Niners got to sign him. Got to do right by this guy. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we probably should have saw that coming. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe that was an emotional decision. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, yeah. 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 So thanks for the question. Thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, make sure you watch Ryan Hensley, who is uh, has a thousand subscribers. He is uh, taking super chats on YouTube. His channel is official. He does a show damn near every morning, eight o'clock Pacific. Check him out. He does great work. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had Grand on this morning. I have seventeen hundred and twenty subscribers now, um, and That's we have Grand, yeah, we had Grand on this morning. Jack Hammer, Steph Sanchez. So every morning, eight a.m. to nine a.m. That's a lot. Uh, I slept. I overslept this morning and I missed it. <laughs> he was so, there five minutes, five minutes late, but still there. And it was, I went from in my bed to <laughs> face washed cup of coffee on stream in five, well, seven, maybe eight minutes. Which I, I was proud. On. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching everyone. I'll see you yeah. later. <laughs>